Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. I'm here with the lovely Sandra Gale. She makes colorful artwork for bold, quirky women. She's primarily an illustrator, but likes to work in both traditional media and put her art on different products. That's kind of a skill she has from a past lifetime, so that works really well for her. And she's been doing this full-time for about 18 months now. So welcome, Miss Sandra. Thank you so much, Jessica. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Like I told you earlier before we started the filming, I, I've i really noticed your work. It's very standout-ish to me. I think part of it is because it's just full of positive affirmation, color, and I just think it's lovely. So I'm excited to get to know you a little bit better today. Oh, thank you so much. This is going to be really fun. I'm excited. Okay, so let's start with what is the big dream? Why are you here? Where Where's the place that you are going? I feel like you are having a certain amount of success at this point in your business, but you need to grow it still. So where are we trying to go? Yeah, that's a really great question. And so so my like vision space that I'm wanting to head to is where I can have my business supporting me that I can be spending my time creating that I want to be creating more art. The dream is to be an artist, which of course that's what I am, but actually have the time to be creating more regularly and then to have some more balance in my life that I spend all of my time immersed in, in the business. And I, I don't have any balance at all in my life. So I would love to be at that point where I have a team of people to help me so that I'm not packing orders. I'm not having to do all of the, the the admin and the customer service and the, the, those those things, I can have help with with marketing and social media and those sort of things. I mean, having said that, I mean I think social media is fun as well. But it's not like even like I don't like doing it. I just get to the end yeah. of the day and I, I I'm not good with time. What is taking up the most of your time? Where is it going into a black hole? What's happening? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't even know what takes up the most time. Probably like planning, like honestly, I will get stuck. I remember listening to somebody like another podcast and they were talking about that we all have our procrastination task. Oh, yeah. That we have a kind of a thing that we is our go-to when we don't want to do something else. And it's kind of like we have our busy work. And so for me, planning would be my panic busy work. And so when I kind of feel nervous, I'll get onto like Trello and I'll rearrange my boards and I'll kind of put new dates on everything and I'll put everything into the calendar and I'll rearrange my calendar and go, okay, this is all scheduled now. And it's going to work perfectly. <laughs> yeah. When instead I could have spent that two hours doing something that I actually needed to do. And instead right. I was re-looking at a budget spreadsheet that I'll go back through budget and go, yes, once I've done these things, then this budget will work and I'll be paying myself and, and making good money. And this will be amazing when I achieve this magical spreadsheet. So those would be, <laughs> those, would, those would be my procrastination things that I do. 
and what actually takes the most time. I honestly don't know. think that I'm okay when I have a single task with a deadline that is like really clear and I can smash through and I'll get that done. But then it's the vagueness of the everything else. Like I currently have so many things that are urgent that I can't choose which is the most urgent thing from all of the urgent things. So, so you're in a space where you're currently just always putting out fires so you don't have time to work on what's important. Yeah, very much. Yes. Okay, so one thing I want you to do that we can't really talk about today because you're going to have to go spend a couple weeks on this. But I want you to do a time study. Yeah. Okay. And record. Okay, so for 45 minutes, I planned. For three hours, I sourced products. For one hour, I spent making art. And then the last 30 minutes, I did a social post. So you can actually see where your time is going. Because honestly, what I really think your next step is, even though you just told me I'm not paying myself yet. What was your, you told me earlier, you said, I have a deadline. What's, what's your deadline? Uh, I have an exhibition coming up. No, the, the deadline of I'm going to pay myself by, by the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to start paying yourself today. Yep. What and I mean by that is set up an automatic $5 every Friday to go into your bank account. Yep. Yep. And so having said that, I actually, so where I said like paying myself, I'm paying myself properly. By the end of the oh, year, okay. I have actually started because I had this conversation around not paying myself with another friend and she recommended that I read the Profit First book. Mm-hmm. And yep. and so, and she was like, Sandra, you've got to do this. Like much like you just said, she's like, you just have to pay yourself something. Even if it's only a dollar, please, please start paying yourself something and, and then move from there. So in January, I started doing Profit First. And so I've kind of set up all of the the little bank account. account. Yeah. And I have started paying myself like 10% as that starting point. So I have got that in motion to make, to make that happen. So hopefully by the end of the year, I can adjust those percentages and be at that point that I'm paying myself properly. Can I make a small tweak to that? Because you said when everything is perfect and the spreadsheet and blah, 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 and I'll be paying myself the right amount, let's force the issue. So if you're paying yourself 1% next month, you're paying yourself 1%. Okay. And the month after that, we'll just like so gradually increase it that you don't notice it. Yep. But that's how we're actually going to get there. Because if you wait till all the stars align, they're not gonna. And you're not going to get to that point where you want to be. Or maybe you will, but it's going to take you yes. longer than you want it to. Yeah. Yep. But the reason why we went into that was because I would really like to see you start looking for an assistant. Yeah. And I know that's going to be tricky because you just told me margins are tight. But there are ways that we can find extra or we can do a little push to bring in a little bit more. And I'm not saying you have to, again, we don't have to hire a full-time assistant, but you're at that point where Things are coming in, but you still are not getting to work on your art because things are so flip-flopped. You're doing everything and you have to do those things. It's 
not like an option at this point because that is your business. You have to yeah. be able to do the shipping and the all all the things that you have to do. So when you do that time study, it's going to show you where most of your time is being eaten up. You'll yeah. be able to see this is the part that would free up the most of my time if I just had a little bit of help or yeah. I really hate doing this. And it takes an hour a week, which is not that much, but I could pass that off and have an hour for art. Yeah. So yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Like I honestly, the whole thing of doing a time study falls into the category of things that I actually hate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. So like I've never had to do a job where I've had to keep timesheets and it falls in the category of like things that I resist and dislike so much having to like fill out a form. So this is kind of way to make it fun for you. You might have to do stickers. You might have to like get out your colored markers or something, but this is something that's going to help you achieve more of that time freedom. I hear what you're saying and I see the benefit. So hopefully just me buying into it and seeing the benefit Mm -hmm. is going to be enough to give me the motivation to actually go through and do something you're like okay let's make it as short as possible longer would give you better data but let's let's make it digestible for you so you can actually do it how many days a week do you work seven like every day right okay so we're going to do a seven day time study can we do seven you think yeah it's going to get weird because i've got some things happening so at the end of that if it feels yes, like, my, well, it was really weird week. Every week's going to be a little bit weird. So maybe that's like your like weird is buffer time. Um, yeah. Mm. Like I've, I've just got a trip away. They'll have like two days of driving mm. next week. And then I'll have like the exhibition and then I'm going to be doing a market and I'm going to be working away from home. We really like that time. because that's more of the, the, what you want to move toward. Yeah, you have this exhibition coming up. So let's say if we have an exhibition, how is our time being spent? Mm. Yeah, okay. So we can start to see a better breakdown of how we want it to be. This is not exactly going to give us the what's not working, but that's true. But then I can redo that study when I get back home and back at my desk and kind of more normal as well to have that. This is what's good. This is what's not good. (laughs) Right. And I, I wish that I had the foresight to tell you to do this earlier, although maybe you wouldn't have done it. I don't know. But then we could talk about, okay, here's what's actually happening and how can we then like translate that into what we need to be doing. Yeah. But yeah. Like certainly one of the biggest challenges that I have is sitting in overwhelm, like kind of just sitting in panic. One of the biggest challenges that I know that I have. Tell me more about that. So that would look like me just sitting at my desk going okay what happens next where do I start I might write a list I might shuffle some papers around and then wait until something urgent appears that I can then respond to like maybe an Mm -hmm. email comes through that needs urgent action maybe I'll get a a DM that I have replied to well then it becomes time to then do something else but yeah feeling overwhelmed unable to decide what happens next and then waiting for something urgent to tell me this is what you should do so that is actually a really big problem. Said with love. Because if you live in that space 
you're never going to be able to give yourself what you want. And you're never going to have that balance. It's like you're addicted to, what's the hormone? Is it cortisol? The stress oh, hormone? Yeah. Okay, so I'm giving you more. I'm giving you a, kind of a lot of homework. I apologize, and also I don't apologize. This is my daily planner that I give my clients. But what I want you to see on this is that every day, number one, number one is important, but not urgent tasks. Yeah, okay. And under that, I have four categories. I have art. I have marketing. Which I, when I say that in this context, I mean like content marketing. Yeah. I have relationships in this context, relationship marketing. And also for me. The for me is important. Yeah. Okay. So one of the tools I give people to help with their life balance and moving forward and working on the important stuff and not just staying stuck in the urgent is at the beginning of the day writing down four tasks I'm going to do and they don't have to be big so when I normally initially explain this to someone they're like I don't have time to do all those four things in one day that's not what I mean let's do it for example inside of art you want to be working on your fine art more You also have an exhibition coming up. So maybe some things need to be framed or varnished or something along those lines. Yeah. So let's say there's two paintings that still need varnishing. Maybe I have time to do both. Maybe I have time to do one. So that is an important task. It's, well, it is a little bit urgent, but let's, let's pretend that we've got a little bit more time here between here and there. So we're varnishing our paintings. We're getting ready for this exhibition that we're excited about. We want to do more of that. So in the content marketing, we are probably also talking about the exhibition. Maybe we decide we're going to do some stories about it throughout the day. So I'm going to do a story about me varnishing that painting. I'm going to say, here's where it is. You should come. I'm going to highlight another artist and I'm going to show you something that was my favorite. So stories, in my opinion, take the least amount of time. So really, in reality, you could do that in 20 minutes, probably. Yep. The varnishing, how long would that take? I don't know. It's not long. It's less than an hour, I think. Less than an hour. Okay. So we're going on an hour and 20 minutes and yep. probably overestimating even a little here. For relationships, we might want to reach out to the gallerist and ask if they have any last minute things or any people with questions that they'd like us to contact for them or inviting people to our exhibition. Pick one, any of the above, write that down. And then for me, I also need balance. So I need a little bit of time for myself in order to have more space for inspiration and creativity and let my brain process and my cortisol levels go down and all the things. So it's something you would want to do for yourself. Yeah, like get outside and go just walk in nature. Yeah. Yeah. You can even write 15-minute walk. So all of that takes up about two hours. And then down at the bottom of this page, I have a section that says important, urgent. 
as the things come up at this point, especially while we're used to operating in this way, it's going to happen. So we're just going to brain dump them all right there. And I want you to have a, a block of your time in your day scheduled to knock those out. So you're not just bouncing from thing important, urgent, important, urgent, important, yeah. urgent, and like putting out fires, which leads you down this rabbit hole and that rabbit hole, and you're not really anywhere because you're just floundering. You have a set block of time. It's like, okay, I've got 45 minutes and I've got five things to do. Ready, go. Yeah. It's actually really efficient. Surprisingly so. It's like stuff that I think it's going to take me all morning, so I better do that first. But then I say, no, Jessica, you can't do that first. You have to wait. And then when I go do it, it's really easy to go knock them all out because it's just like yeah. a sprint that keeps you from getting distracted. Yeah. So if it's the beginning of your day, because you're in Australia, it's the end of my day. It's the beginning of your day. Let's, let's plan your day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've got our four categories. Art, marketing, yeah. relationships for me. We already said the for me. We're going to take a 15 minute walk. What's your art look like? Yeah, that would be something that's sitting at the, because of, of where I'm currently at. Like I've got everything ready for the exhibition because I leave on Monday. So that's, is all good to go. And so I kind of have that, I guess I've got that space in my brain paused because yeah, I'm but not. we're going to unpause. Yeah, so I don't even. It doesn't have to be. Know. So that would just be nice to just maybe spend some time doing something in my journal, like just right, doing something that's for fun, not for sale, of like yeah. just to kind of cut some paper up and glue it down and see what happens. Okay, write that just, down. Our journal time. Do you want to give yourself a set amount of time or do you want to give yourself space? Just 30 minutes. I do have a bunch of stuff that is urgent today. But how um, nice would it be if you all yeah, fit in 30 minutes to in a walk? Yeah, that would be amazing. And like, and so doable. Like when you say it like that, it sounds so doable. So <laughs> what about for marketing? For so marketing, yeah, there's so much stuff that I need to do for marketing that's sitting in the overwhelmingly urgent category. Tell me about that. So the things that I'm behind on mm -hmm. is, so my newsletter to my subscribers that I'm a month, like I normally send out a fortnightly newsletter and I'm at least a month behind on that, okay. on that newsletter to my subscribers. And I have not written that for ages. I haven't written a blog yet. Again, I normally try and do a monthly blog that's overdue. Posting on social media, I've been trying to stay regular with stories because like we were saying before, like a story can be done really quickly. And so I just try and like keep a story happening. But even that, I'll kind of drop and miss, miss a day. But like a post, I haven't done a post and I've got so many events coming up that I should be sharing. I've got so many things happening and I feel even overwhelmed with where to start with sharing because there's so many things that I haven't shared that I need to share. I've got like a bunch of like really major markets coming up that I'm doing and I haven't been doing that. And now that feels overwhelming because I'm like, where do I start? How do I? Yeah, that feels like a lot. And so, yes, yeah, so I haven't posted in my grid for over a week, I think. And so doing some grid posts need to happen. And then to my wholesalers, I need to communicate with my wholesale customers about the new products because I've just launched. I had a trade fair last month 
which was amazing. And I launched new products, but I haven't communicated with my existing customers yet about those new products. And so I need to communicate with them. And then my, not just my existing wholesaler, but my wholesale database need a communication of like the wholesale leads need a communication about the new products as well. And just a reminder, because it's coming up to Mother's Day in Australia in May. So people where my products are very suited to gifts for women, it's a massive Christmas size opportunity in terms of sales from my wholesale customers. Yeah. Okay, so I heard a lot of things and I didn't write them down. There were so many of them. <laughs> so I'm going to help you with the answers. So under relationships, I would say what sounded the most, it is important. I consider urgent something that like people are asking me for and they're waiting on me and I am like behind. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't consider reaching out to, yes, it's timely. And this is a gray area, but reaching out to those, I forget what the word you used was, but partners and letting them know what you have available coming up. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a business growing opportunity, not a fire you're putting out. That's true. How much time does that take in your day? Yeah, so for me, putting together an email, because I would do a group email to send out to everybody. And so to put it together, an email would really take me a big chunk of the day, like writing an yeah, email. Yeah, I feel that super time consuming for me. And so I, I would want to say it would take me half a day, but quite often I get to the end of the day and go, oh man, I'm finally done. Those kind of email, like writing jobs feel like they need a lot of time. Because they do yeah. always take they always take me longer than I expect. And then and then it's like, oh now I need images. And so then it's like finding images and I've got to edit them and crop them because then they're not the right size. And so there's always things that take longer with those sort of jobs. What if um, we spend your job today was to outline the email and brainstorm photos to add? Yeah, okay. So it doesn't have to be done today, but you get yeah. a good chunk. So when you're fresh tomorrow, you can pretty much probably do it a lot quicker than you can trying to finish a nice email at the end of the day after you've used all your brain space. Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah. That sounds doable. Okay. Yeah. So then your marketing say. thing is going to be a really small one. You said, I'm behind on my newsletter. I haven't done a blog. I haven't done a post on my feed in a while. Was there another yeah. one? Uh, and then that was also then my newsletter to my subscribers. You have too many content priorities. And that's very common. And those will eat all your time. Because I think yeah. I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And so I have to do them all and I'm behind. Oh my God, my brain's going to explode. I don't have enough time for myself, but I'm never going to catch up and you will stay there. So if, and I'm not saying this is what you have to do, but if I said you only get to keep one of those, which one is the most effective for you, which helps you talk to people, bring in sales, get more visible, what's the most effective one of those for you? 
Yeah, like honestly, like none of the online, like the the most effective sales I get are in person. So my best sales come from me doing in-person events, like doing market and then doing in-person sales to wholesale customers. So I don't get great sales through my Instagram, through my newsletter, through any of the, the online platforms. Do you get any sales through any of them? So yes, I get some sales through. Which one? Uh, yeah. So from time to time, I'll get sales come through from either Instagram or Facebook. Not anything to go, is it significant of the numbers? Like on a month to month basis, they would both fluctuate. It's really low from even from my newsletter where like, because everyone talks about newsletters as being like a big thing. The only time that I've had really good sales through a newsletter is when I was getting rid of old stock and I had a 50% off sale. And so that was the only time that I've seen good sales through my newsletter. And I had good sales on Instagram with that promotion as well. So let me ask you, which maybe, which audience do you feel is the most connected to you? It's a mixture because I know there's people on my newsletter that buy from me that don't have Instagram. I get a decent open rate on my newsletter. I'll normally get like a 40, 45% open rate on my newsletter. So I have a decent number of people that do read it. Instagram, people don't really click through. I don't get lots of click throughs on a on a normal post. So, yeah. Which do you prefer? Let's go with that question. I like Instagram when it's just sharing for fun. I feel like Instagram for business is like so much pressure to go, oh, it has to be about, make it about your target audience. Like, make sure that you're sharing something that's relevant for them and they care about. And there's so much of like, make sure there's a call to action, make sure you've got this, make sure you've got that. And it's like, oh, I just like sharing photos of food. Oh, but yeah, I don't know, but like that sort of thing. The olden days. Like selfie. The olden days Instagram. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like showing my age of like, I just want to like whack a filter on it <laughs> and like five people will like it. <laughs> and I'll be so happy. Oh, fun. <laughs> okay. So I'm not saying there is a, a perfect answer here that I'm hearing. I do have fun with Instagram. Like I do, but it just becomes a bit of a time suck because it's probably falls into the category of things that I enjoy doing. And mm -hmm. so, and even with my newsletter, I enjoy doing my newsletter. Like the writing's hard, but I actually enjoy it. I'm both an illustrator and graphic designer. So I like putting images together. I mean, I like making things look pretty and nice. And I do actually enjoy all of those things. Like I enjoy, <laughs> like I enjoy doing my blog. Like I have fun. It's hard, but I have fun doing it. So, well, it is a tricky thing because it's not like any of these tasks or things that I, like where we were saying about doing a time study, I'm like, oh, doing a time audit, that sounds horrible. I hate the thought of doing that. Uh, all of these things actually. They're also yeah. procrastination a little bit, but they're not giving you much back. Yeah. So my gut says for now, and this can change, but. Try, try this, your newsletter and your Instagram stories being your priority. All the other stuff that you listed off is extra if and when. So the stories are more of that 
conversational, fun, easy piece for you. And the newsletter is more the, I know people want to hear from me and I get to put something pretty together and share with those people side of it. Okay. So I feel like I can say this to you because I've been down this road. Actually, I'm going to show you something. How long ago did I make this? I don't know. It's very faded. So I'm going to guess three years ago I made this. This is my perfect content plan. In the middle, it says content series. Content one, two, three, four, five. So my idea for that was essentially pick one topic and break it down into five pieces. And then I'm going to share that each each piece as a weekly email. I'm going to add each of those pieces to a blog. So I end up with a long blog at some point. I'm going to SEO it for that series topic. I'm going to create five sets of three Pinterest pins that I can put on rotate. I'm going to share little bits of the content pieces of my Facebook and Instagram posts. And I'm going to share those posts to my story. And I'm going to create a video of each one and do a Facebook Live and post it to IGTV and also to YouTube and to my Facebook group, which I don't even have anymore. Who, who knows how old this is? So I've done that. And it did nothing for me. It burned me out. And I say, I'm not doing that anymore. So I still have a blog. I have a YouTube channel. I have a Pinterest account. I have all of these things except for the Facebook group. When I feel like it, I use them. But I have at any point in time, a priority of this is how I'm going to get seen. This is how I'm going to nurture. This is how I'm going to create sales. And if it doesn't fall into one of those three, it's not on my top priority list. Yeah. So none of those things you listed now are now urgent if I get to it. Yeah, that completely makes sense. That's quite freeing because like that thing that you did, like that that you've got there, that's what stops Mm -hmm. me from doing things because I'm like, it has to be the everything. It has to be so perfect and it's so, so much. And and so, yeah. You have to have room for play. If one day you feel like, TikTok, I feel like TikTok is where it's at and I want to try it. You got to have that spaciousness because if you're feeling that urge and that playfulness, you never know what'll happen. Sometimes that works really well. And this podcast is an example of that. It was an idea. My clients kind of gave it to me. They say, you should do this on a podcast. And I was like, well, that sounds fun because I really like talking to my clients so why not and then I tried it and since I have tried it I filled up my private coaching practice it worked really well for me yeah right so you need that room for that play and that inspiration but you got to get rid of so many shoulds in order to do so yeah Okay, so I feel like I just really soapboxed you, so I apologize for that. <laughs> no, that's really, um, yeah, that's good. But I feel like you're at a really pivotal point, and it was like a soapbox moment that yeah. maybe turn, turn you around a little bit so you can make all this work. Yeah, I think that does make a lot of sense because what you've said is just kind of taken some of the overwhelm off of those things and to not not see them as quite so big 
there can be space. There can be space for these things. Okay, so what are your takeaways Sorry. and or homework? So going to keep, do a time order, keep do a time study. So I will force myself to keep time shape and track that. And I'll have a nice comparison because I'll do it while I'm away. And then I will also do it when I get back just to see how that, how that looks. Start increasing percentage that I'm paying myself by one percentage each month. And to do add those four uh, not urgent but important tasks to make time for one from each of those categories and to schedule 45 minutes for things that are urgent. <laughs> Watch the urgent thing go away. How do you manage your emails? I don't. I have okay. 9,463. Okay. I tell people if they want to communicate with me, the best place is Instagram DMs because I can quickly back to you. I will say that I have an assistant who also checks my emails every so often, but she okay. really doesn't do anything with them. Every once in a while, she'll go, hey, did you file your periodic report? It says you should file your periodic report, but she really doesn't manage my inbox. I try to look at it a couple of times a day and see if there is something I really need to reply to. And otherwise, it probably slips through the cracks. Yeah. Okay. Because that's where I kind of get super nervous of like a patrillion emails coming through and like, am I missing something here? And it's just like dropping further and further down. I would say either get a new email address that is only for the people that you have your like your mugs or your candles or t-shirts yeah. or whatever for. And it's yeah. only for those people and it doesn't go to anything else. Do you know that inbox I'm going to manage or have another place where people can communicate with you? Like Slack, Instagram DMs, something where it's only for the people, like all my clients. I tell them not to email me. I say, go to Slack or go to the yeah. Instagram DMs. And those are my two places. And my priority people get those places. If you're in my inbox, I will try to get to you. It's yeah, not a okay. thing. It's just that there's only so many hours in the day. And if I'm trying to have inbox zero, I got nothing. That is my whole life. If people want to find you, where should they go? Oh, so they can find me on Instagram. I'm sandra.gale.studio. Gail is G-A-L-E. And my website is sandragalestudio.com. S-A-N-D-R-A dot G-A-L-E dot S-T-U-D-I-L. That's correct. Is that right? Yeah. Thanks. It was really lovely talking to you. Sorry, we um, kind of went over a little bit, but I wanted to. This was right. amazing, well, Jessica. Thank you so much. I'm, you are so welcome. Yeah. I hope to, to do it again soon with you. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And if you're one of those people who wants all the things, be sure that I get your email so that I can send you invitations to free classes, send advice your way, and share details about how you can go deeper with me. Just click on the show notes to sign up.